2: Did we learn anything last night in the world of sports? Yes, I'd say a little bit. One, BYU came ready to play. And uh, I want to give credit to everybody out there from BYU who uh, basically, they could have easily decided. And you heard us talking about this earlier with Jason Whitlock. But they could have easily decided based on the way things are going, particularly in the western part of the United States. BYU, as all their games got canceled, could have said, you know what? We don't really think it makes sense to play this year. The Pac-12's shut down. The Mountain West is shut down. No high schools are playing. Uh, in the grand scheme of things, most high schools are shut down anyway. They could have easily taken a step back and said, there's no point in us trying to play this year. Instead, I have to give credit to BYU and everybody in their administration and everybody in their athletic department for finding a way on the fly to put together a schedule and they went out and completely dominated Navy. As good as Army looked against uh, MTSU, Navy looked that bad against BYU. Big-time win there. Uh, In the world of the NBA, the Boston Celtics get the win. They're now up 3-2. That series against the Toronto Raptors, probably close to being over, would be over, but for a crazy three-pointer getting drained with .5 seconds remaining in the game, Uh, So the Boston Celtics, 3-2, likely in really good shape there. Don't have much to worry about, potentially with two to go. Uh, The Clippers off of a disastrous Game 2 where they got blown out in the first quarter and never really fought their way back into a legitimate chance to win that game. They came out, found a way to win last night in Game 3, go up 2-1. They kept flashing on the screen that whoever wins the third game of the series wins about 73.5% of all series so that is where we are in the larger landscape of uh, of athletics right now uh, Eddie Garcia is giving you guys updates on the NHL Stanley Cup we're down to four teams remaining and there was a beatdown last night uh, that happened in uh, in the uh, in there with Tampa Bay taking complete control uh, over that series scoring an inordinate number of goals so that is where we are in all of the world of sports a lot happened over the weekend that we haven't even hardly gotten into uh, because i wasn't here on monday novak yokovic got kicked out i think it's crazy uh if you think about that novak yokovic scenario if roger federer or rafael nadal is involved there i don't think there's any way that they they kick him out uh click those guys out i think if serena williams god forbid had done that and they had kicked her out of the tournament it would have turned into a huge thing about racism uh ridiculously you know that is true uh to me there was no way to justify Novak Djokovic getting kicked out uh, I'm not a big tennis guy L- grew up loving to watch tennis I like pretty much every sport uh but uh, to me that's a that's a really poor decision by uh the U.S. Tennis Federation given uh U.S. Tennis Association given that scenario and also I feel like the woman who got hit by the tennis ball really like overplayed that, right? I mean, I know that he didn't hit the ball that hard and aren't you partly responsible for getting out of the way of the tennis ball? I mean, she acted like she had just gotten hit by a sniper instead of a tennis ball that was moderately hit. I mean, she looked, she went down, She looked like uh, the worst flopper in the World Cup every year. And I thought if she had just been like, hey, I'm totally fine. No big deal. Hey, no, no, no. There's no way you can kick him out of the the tournament. I feel like that would have gotten taken care of, but it was like she wanted him to be kicked out for it. I, I don't know. I thought it was super weird the way she reacted. And it really didn't seem like she was hit that hard. And I feel like there's a decent chance that somehow this is going to end in a lawsuit. I hope I'm wrong, but I feel like she's going to end up suing him before all is said and done. But you don't have Rafael Nadal or Roger Federer in the tournament. So Jokovic was pretty much the only reason anybody would watch. He was likely to go on and win this tournament and continue his pursuit of trying to become the winningest major champion of all time. And I just I don't understand how you end up kicking a guy out over this. So uh, that went on in the world of tennis. I got to go with my sons and my wife down to Atlanta. And we stayed in the Atlanta Hotel there at the Battery, which is the area around Truist Park where they play the Atlanta Braves games. And we stayed in a hotel room where you could look into the stadium My fourth grader is about to have his birthday, and I said, you know what? This will be a perfect birthday present. He loves to watch the Atlanta Braves play, and so we watched from the hotel room. But even that, I got to tell you, we talked some, uh, and uh, and I'm going to talk with Petros Papadakis about this in a little bit, but I said this to open the show. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me that Georgia Tech can have fans. The University of Georgia can have fans. The Atlanta Falcons can have fans but the Atlanta Braves can't, there were a ton of people. If you haven't ever been to the Battery in Atlanta, it's an awesome setup. I mean, whoever designed that was fabulous. But there are a ton of restaurants. There's a, uh, a lot of different entertainment options in general. There's bowling. There is uh, escape games. And so I had all three of my kids, my 12, my 9, and my 5-year-old with us. And we were looking for ways to entertain them on Saturday before the evening baseball game we were going to watch. And so we went in. There's a bowling alley there. And we could have bowled indoors. There's a video arcade. There is an escape game. We're trying to find things that kids would enjoy being able to do. And ultimately, we decided to do an escape game. And so my thought process here is, wait a minute, you're telling me that right now I can be locked inside of an enclosed area solely for entertainment. If you haven't done one of these escape games, my kids like them. I'm not really an escape game guy. I don't like all the mind twisting. Like I got enough stress in my life. The last thing I want to do is be locked in a room and have to figure out how to get out. It's not my thing. But the kids loved it and loved doing it. So we had an escape game with parents, you know, designed for kids, whatnot. But it's an indoor facility, and you are literally locking me inside of a tiny room for the entirety of the uh, of the the sca- until we can escape, right? That's permitted, but I'm not permitted to sit in a stadium outdoors, in a socially distanced manner and watch a baseball game. And by the way, I don't know how they're set up in other cities. But they have a big jumbotron that a lot of people are bringing their chairs and their picnics and everything else and spreading out there in the center of the battery to watch the game literally next door to the field. Like, you could throw a football into the field, throw a baseball probably onto the field, and there are a thousand people or whatever it is all spread out watching there. I can go into any restaurant, like... Saturday night, my my fourth grader absolutely loves being able to go into a sports bar. So Saturday night, he's 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 he's, he's about to be ten, and he already thinks the greatest thing to, in life so is to get like nachos and watch a bunch of different sporting events going on. So he's a lot like his dad. But Saturday night, we're in a packed sport sports bar. We've got the Nuggets Clippers game game uh, two going on. We've got the uh, the game between Arkansas State and Memphis that we're watching. And we're watching the Atlanta Braves baseball game. So we're watching all three of those events. Packed sports bar. And you can be indoors in a sports bar watching the Braves, who are literally playing next door, but I can't sit in the stadium and watch them play outdoors. It just doesn't make any sense at all. And sometimes I feel like I'm taking crazy pills with the restrictions that are going to be put in place. I'm going to talk some about this with Petros Papadakis next. This is Outkick, the coverage
0: with Clay Travis.
1: Dot com slash sports tire the way tire buying should be
2: and that walk up music you just heard it was taylor swift and it's there for petros papadakis appreciate him uh joining us on tuesday in the final hour of the tuesday show as he always does petros how was your uh labor day you do anything fun
0: no i don't do very many things as you know so i just kind of hung around and did the same stuff that I usually do either at my parents' house or my house. And I'm sorry that I don't lead the exciting life. Although this was the very first Labor Day, I've been home in, I don't know, 15 years, probably. Because yeah. usually I'm calling a football game, and this year there's no football games for me to call at all yeah. yet. So... uh I, I It was very strange like I got stuck in traffic on Friday, and usually I'm pretty cognizant when it comes to that stuff. yeah about right. what, uh, what days LA traffic is is worse and I realized that I didn't I didn't anticipate. Friday, Labor Day traffic because usually I'm out of town in a place like Stillwater or Ames or up at Stanford or just not here. So it was a little weird being at home, but I, I watched uh, a lot of the college football and, and, and enjoyed a great deal of it.
2: Do you think, like I do, that every time there's a game played, like last night we watched. BYU and Navy, and obviously to BYU's credit, they just took it to everybody uh, on that Navy side. But it feels worse, I think, for Pac-12, Mountain West, ball, uh, the MAC. We were just talking with Jason Whitlock, who went to Ball State, and the Big Ten, that they're not playing, right? Because it becomes more difficult, I think, with every game that you watch. On Thursday, a couple of days, we're going to be talking about the Texans and the Chiefs playing. And then, obviously, you've also got the big, uh, the the Big Twelve and the ACC theoretically coming back this weekend. It's like every game that gets played, it feels more ludicrous that there's not games able to be played by the Pac-12 and the Big Ten in particular.
0: Yeah, well, every I think I saw you tweet about this. Every time they kick one off, it yeah. just it proves that it can be done, and it can be done at a level with schools that have much less resources than the ones that a lot of us are used to watching. Like I saw Eastern,
2: yeah, exactly right. Eastern Kentucky and Marshall was the first one I think they kicked off on Saturday morning. And I'm yeah, sitting there like, you know, if those guys can figure out a way to do it, then you can't make an argument to me that the Big Ten and the Pac-12 can't.
0: I It's just the will to do it. I I've done a lot of conference USA games at the onset of uh, Fox Sports 1. Yeah. We had that contract and I visited a lot of these schools and just like any other college situation they're different than they uh each other, you know, they they're not all exactly the same, but they are so much smaller. And they feel smaller, you know, when you're up close and you look at the players and you see the shots down on the field. But what they do have right now is a passion and a will to play football, and they have the country's eyeballs on it, too. And it's so interesting because I heard Larry Scott on with Dan Patrick the other day and talking about how our science is on the west coast is just different than the science on the, yes. <laughs> in the south and uh, just how the science varies and it just amazes me that people on the west coast I mean you know the University of Virginia which is in the ACC is one of the great medical schools in the country they they're playing football i mean it's yeah. not all this completely i mean duke
2: duke is playing vanderbilt is playing i mean uh, there are yeah. some pretty elite academic institutions uh east of the mississippi that are managing to figure out a way to play it it
0: still feels though like a lot of us on the west coast have fallen out of the tower of babel and we're just not speaking the same language as everybody else but the more games are kicked off and of course these sports can be played sports have been Played globally for months, yes. And whether you think college football players should be paid or not, or that they're playing, they want to play, and their sport generates a lot more money than a lot of sports that have been played globally uh, for months. So the, the sports obviously can be played, and the more that they are, I think the more it pushes the Pac-12 and the Big Ten to make a, a maybe a more measured sort of a plan going forward that doesn't include by the way playing in january clay that, that no one's going to do that because no who wants to hold hands with the pac-10 and big 12 when everybody else is going right now
2: no i mean i i think you're 100 percent right and also i think some of the illogical nature of the decision making is also factoring in here for instance i went and watched the atlanta braves play against the washington nationals over the weekend in atlanta I saw that took my kids had an incredible time but we had to watch the game from a hotel you know looking out over the stadium because fans aren't allowed inside but the atlanta falcons are going to have fans present i believe dub make sure that i'm right about this Uh, i know the university of georgia is and uh also georgia tech right every sport and every fan base is a little bit different but when you actually consider that, I'm sitting there saying, "Why in the world couldn't the Braves be allowed to have fans? If we can go watch football games outdoors, why can't we go watch uh, a uh, go watch baseball games outdoors?" And I know you've been talking about this from the from the get go with the fact that you want fans to be able to watch in Dodger Stadium and get back to some form of normalcy there, uh, but. Look, I mean, the Atlanta Falcons are going to have a certain number of fans that are present in the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. And if they're going to do it at Georgia Tech and they're going to do it at Georgia and they're going to do it with the Falcons, seems to me like the Braves could play. But I think what you're hitting at is all these different parts of the country having different rules doesn't make a lot of sense. I saw even... Where I believe, like in, in the San Diego area, some movie theaters have opened back up, but the LA area, they haven't. And people yeah, are driving across state and county lines to go watch movies. Like <laughs> the virus doesn't care about the little lines that we draw on the, on the map that distinguish between one county and another or one state and another.
0: It's really kind of all need the same rules. My family, like everybody in my family, uh, I didn't get invited. But uh, they're all going down to La Jolla, like my dad, my uncle, my sister, my cousins, everybody's kids. And I was like, La Jolla, really? You guys are going to a hotel? They're like, yeah, we're all going next weekend. I was like, well, uh, really? I, you can go down there? Yeah. And I was like, then they're going to Red Tracton's, which is a famous old restaurant by the track where yeah. I saw Mike Ditka once when I was a kid throw a cigar at somebody. And they were like, no, San Diego's open. I was like, S- San Diego's open? What are you talking about? You know, I mean, you're talking about fans inside a stadium, and here in yeah. L.A., it's like, I mean, I, I look like I'm in the uh, freaking Mother Love Bone, the band. I mean, my hair is out of control. I don't even know where to get a haircut right now. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, it, is, it is. So it is kind of funny, and you know, we are living in different worlds. I mean, this, this weekend, people in L.A. just didn't go outside because it was like 120 degrees. Yeah, right? I heard. But I'm sure people were out at the beach and doing their thing and running around and taking advantage of all the incongruities, like, like always. I mean, look at us here in L.A., Clay. We're going to have the NFL start, and everybody's going to freak out. And all we have to sell is this new stadium that no one's allowed to go to, yes. like, for the foreseeable future ever, the SoFi Stadium. We can't even put people in the suites there.
2: Uh, Speaking of L.A., the Clippers got the win last night to go up 2-1. How would you assess right now the L.A. sports market in general with the Lakers and the Clippers? Lakers tied up. Clippers are up 2-1. You've got the Dodgers that are on absolute fire, right? I mean, the best record in baseball right now. And now you've got the the Chargers returning. Haven't heard a lot about – first of all, it's hard to know because we haven't really seen NFL preseason, but how exactly – Has Justin Herbert looked like what's going to happen there versus Tyrod Taylor? Uh, Meanwhile, the Rams, obviously disappointing season after losing in the Super Bowl. How would you assess the overall interest level so far as you can tell with all those different sports theoretically about to compete against each other?
0: Well, number one is USC doesn't want to play football. So we (laughs) get that out of the way. We can take Uh, UCLA
2: and USC out of the mix because the Pac-12 is not going on.
0: UCLA's probably more willing to play than my alma mater. Do you think that's and true? That, yeah. Oh, I mean, USC's just a lot better of a program when they don't have to play games. <laughs> yeah. They can, yeah. They can do their internet hype videos and have recruiting parties and high-five each other and wear their cool, special uh, political backpacks and and really just uh, the only thing is they're not fulfilling the promise of the scholarship to feature these guys as players so eventually that i imagine would become a problem as far as the chargers and rams go i think hard knocks is one of the lowest rated in its history nobody cared yeah yeah and there's not but i
1: wonder how there.
2: much of that was just we make fun of the preseason every year but even you, who has to hate the preseason as much or more than me, because so much of it seems artificial.
0: I I, I like it. I like the guys that. Have, I mean, I like it because it gives guys opportunity to feature themselves That's a good point. and to make a team or to put uh, tape together to make another team. But yeah, without the games, it's it, it's a little. It gives us
2: storylines. Go to at least like talk about. Hey, how good is this rookie looked? Uh, what do we expect out of these uh, these new free agent additions? there's at least some semblance of an idea about how they might be doing, whereas now it feels like we're just, boom, going to have a kickoff game. And I know that's what usually happens in college football, but college football is a little bit different because we talk about recruiting. I mean, if you have a favorite team, you're following pretty aggressively a lot of details that otherwise might be overlooked, whereas the NFL, there's like this one-month-long preseason that really makes people aware that hey this is the season it's finally going to be here even if it's way too long it does feel a
0: bit abrupt that all of a sudden we're going to have games in two days one thing that has become clear with the hard knocks that I kind of already knew just from what we do for work is that Anthony Lynn is a really stand-up guy and a very likable coach And he comes off very well here. Now, what does that mean? He's on a one-year deal, and if the Chargers don't have a great year, he's probably going to get fired. But he came off pretty well. But uh, Justin Herbert is not going to start, and they're going to have a hard time making a personality out of Jared Goff. Uh, I think people have given up on that, and Aaron Donald is excellent. But... He's a defensive lineman, and the thing they really have to sell is the stadium this year, and there's going to be nobody in there. Now, as far as the Dodgers go, they are on fire, like you said, and people have stars in their eyes and championship aspirations. And we had a guy on who just got traded, actually, Ross Stripling, who's a pitcher who got traded to Toronto, or they're homeless, so he's in Buffalo. But he did say about the season, it's going to be over in a blink of an eye. And poor guy got traded, and and next thing you know, the season's almost over. So it, it is going fast, and that will be interesting. And the Lakers and Clippers are inching toward each other. And we'll see. I mean, at least as a media, we're going to get excited about that. I don't know how excited the city will actually be because we've talked about this before. The the Staples Center is kind of the star when it comes to L.A. basketball, like the Forum was in the 80s, you know, as the backdrop for Magic and Kareem and all that. So without that, it'll it'll be... It'll be fun to see how people react, but Lakers Clippers with LeBron and Kawhi out there should be pretty spectacular if it happens.
2: If it does end up happening, uh, the Lakers Clippers, and it's going head-to-head with the Dodgers potentially, maybe in the postseason, uh, we're getting close to that, obviously, and also with the NFL, how do you think it plays? Because I'm kind of intrigued by this in general. You know, We've never really seen the NFL compete in any way with the NBA, on you know like a playoff basis obviously we see in the games in october and november the nfl just dominates and destroys the nba do you think it will cut through the noise in a big way in la certainly it wouldn't in the same way if that was taking place in may uh but to what extent is this going to grab the the attention of la and i guess also if everybody can't leave their house maybe people
0: are watching more sports in la than usual Well, the national media, and, you know, that's one of the things I find really interesting about college coverage. And, you know, I I realize that most college football is played, you know, outside of big cities. I realized that a long time ago. Uh, That's part of the reason for the tribalism of the sport. And a lot of the voices that talk about college football, very loud ones, come from the West Coast, where college football is really not that important. So a lot of it Sounds very tone deaf right now, because guys are writing about stuff that their constituents probably don 't really want to read. Uh, the same thing is kind of about the NBA like uh, how excited are people going to be about it? I mean, I can tell you with the Dodgers are, are, are anywhere near the World Series, everybody in this town, because we are mostly a Latino town is going to be in fuego, so to speak but when it comes to the Lakers and Clippers, almost with the bubble, it will feel like the media will tell us how excited we are about it and what a big deal it is. And whether or not it actually is without the, the crowd there and the whole travel with L.A. and Rihanna there on the sideline, that remains to be seen
2: what what's the over and we're talking to petros papadakis am 570 la sports you can follow him on twitter at the old p uh you can also listen to him like i said every afternoon on uh, on on the, the radio there am
0: 570 la sports clay uh, that's why i hit it right
2: didn't i get it right yeah, you it. um yeah, you it. and uh, and so what do you miss the most you said you haven't gotten a haircut in a long time i mean it's kind of wild to me because i'm going to be honest and 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 in nashville and even in the surrounding communities, I would say all over the South. I was in Atlanta. Like, it really doesn't feel that much different than normal. And for the most part, I mean, you can look around and see people wearing masks every now and then, and I guess that would be abnormal if you suddenly flashed forward, you know, like a year or something like that. You'd be like, oh, my God, what in the world's going on? But it feels normal. I don't get the sense that L.A. feels normal yet.
0: No, uh... What I miss is, I mean, not to be sappy, as you know, I miss people being able to make a a living the way that they're supposed to be able to, and A, and just personally and selfishly, I miss calling College football. I mean, this will probably, this is going to be the first season of my life since I was looking through a face mask that I wasn't really part of college football game broadcasts, and that's hard you know i mean that's an ego blow and kind of hard on my identity it's also an opportunity to be home for the fall for the first time in my life and be around my family which is cool but i mean here in los angeles i i miss the fact that our high school kids i mean our kids aren't in school yeah you know we're still waiting for these regulations to lift so our kids can go back to school and every time we meet some goal they move the goalpost back further so it feels like a joseph heller novel honestly (laughs) here in los angeles i mean it really feels like we're in a catch-22 and and, uh... it keeps uh, circling the drain so there's a lot here that I think a lot of your listeners can't relate to, and there's a lot when the people in California I think hear your show and hear about all the stuff that you're up to on a daily basis that it's it's hard for them to wrap their head around.
2: Yeah, look, I mean, I've been to movies three weeks in a row. I mean, we went and hung out down in Atlanta. I've spent, I mean, I'm living my life pretty much in a normal way. My kids are back in school, all of them. Well, you're, you're also a in man. Person. Of memes. I mean, no, but I mean that like most people in my state and in my area are kids are back in school. Um, you know, and so I, I just I'm really kind of fascinated by how much of a difference there is out there. And you mentioned the the things are different for you for college football. I mean, yesterday uh I took off on you know Labor Day. I haven't taken Labor Day off since I started doing radio because usually that's the weekend when college football starts And there's so many games going on that I want to be there for that Monday to talk about all the different games that happened. We would have had USC Alabama, among other things, that would have been taking place. And we would have had a ton of different reaction because we don't have that many weekends in the grand scheme of things to react to football games. Instead, there were relatively few of them. And so I said, hey, let's take the kids out of town. Let's go try to watch the Braves right before uh, things kind of begin in earnest. But it's still kind of wacky to me too. I don't call games like you. Uh, but it just felt a little bit abnormal and strange in general,
0: yes, but we will persevere as long as there's radio clay, the last bastion of communication in the world. Thank God for Orson <laughs> Wells,
2: yeah, no kidding uh all right, uh, as we roll into uh into the rest of the week, how excited are you for the return of the n f l Last question for you. will you make it a point to make sure that you watch on Thursday night or? Uh, Will you just be like, it still doesn't feel 100% like football season because you're not playing high school there? Like, What's your plan?
0: I mean, I'll watch the NFL and react to the NFL. My partner works for the NFL. I mean... NFL football has always been kind of a marvel to me and always sometimes a little boring because it's pretty much the same thing place in and place out. There's not a lot of room out there on the field because of the, where the hash marks are. So the players are absolutely almost flawless. I mean, they are excellent. The level of football is really high. But that also leads to uh, less big plays, less fun, because there's a lack of mistakes. And a 30-year-old man who is six or seven years in is a lot less uh, apt to make mistakes than a college kid who's got his head spinning around in his first experience out there. So that's one of the things I really like about college, that it just doesn't exist in the NFL. I mean, if you recognize football, If you watch it like an analyst, which I I guess technically I am, it just seems just really perfect to me, the NFL. And uh, it's almost kind of like going to a casino and never losing, you know, which isn't as fun. Yes. (laughs) I like it a little more uh, dirty. But uh, I'll watch it. Usually, I watch that opening night to see how bad that second broadcast team is, you know. <laughs> but this year it's uh, it's Kirk Cur- Herbstreit and uh, Fowler doing it, so they they are they. The, the thing that's always funny is usually they put two people together who've never called a game before, yes. and that's a that's an issue. But those guys have called a bunch of games, so that should be fine and seamless. And uh, I'm sure there'll be a bunch of storylines and a bunch of fun stuff, but. To me, it's it's just so much more packaged and so much more corporate and pretty than the product that we have with college football. And there's a lot of people that like it a lot more, and there's some people that don't, but I'm more of a college guy always. I uh, love them both, but I love I'd rather love watch more. A Conference USA, honestly, and the Sun Belt than the NFL.
2: We will talk to you next week, Petros. Appreciate you uh, getting up early, as always, with us, and uh, we'll see what continues to happen. I hope you can get a haircut soon. Play of the night, by the way, in the world of sports, I think it's probably Kawhi's block, middle finger block that he put up on Jamal Murray as Jamal Murray went to the basket late. Clippers, as we said, for those of you waking up on the West Coast, found a way to get a win. Uh, The Boston Celtics go up 3-2. BYU, credit to the Cougars for finding a way to play. Absolutely dominant over Navy. And uh, I'm afraid we may see some of these, especially early in the season in college football, because everybody's got different standards and mechanism by which they've been playing. And Navy said, frankly, they just hadn't tackled enough and they hadn't been physical enough uh, in order to be ready to play. And I got that one completely wrong. I went on Fox Bet Live and I said, hey, I like Navy to find a way to win. Boy, was I ever wrong. It's hard to miss one worse than that. I did. Uh, and uh, And so that was a big whiff to start off the college football season. We have got a lot to get to, a lot to discuss all week long with the return of the NFL, but I wanted to give you some reasons for optimism as we roll into this return of the NFL. And by the way, we have had an incredible show today. I encourage you to go download the podcast. Make sure you don't miss anything. Jason Whitlock joined us for much of our one and also hour two. You guys love when Jason Whitlock joins us. The conversation was fantastic. We added a million podcast listeners in the last month, I think for a large extent, because the conversations like the one we just had with Jason Whitlock, I would encourage you guys to go download it. Make sure you don't miss out a minute uh, of that. And reminder that on Thursday, we'll be doing a live reaction show to what's going on in the NFL with the Texans on the road against the Chiefs. You'll be able to find us. Go follow me at Clay Travis. Go follow Jason Whitlock at Whitlock Jason. And you'll be good to go as we roll forward. We'll do a live reaction. Obviously, we'll be in here on Friday, uh, breaking down whatever happens in the NFL game. But a lot of positivity out there. College football came back. We had games on Thursday, Saturday, and last night. Again, BYU gave it to Navy. And we've got games that are going to kick off in the Big 12 and in the ACC on Saturday. Thursday, NFL returns and very big positive here. Coronavirus cases are collapsing and the number of people that are becoming seriously ill from the coronavirus collapsing as well. And I would encourage you guys to go check this out and uh, and keep up. But. It's not a surprise that most in the media are not sharing anything that's other than panic. But I got to tell you here, the latest data, Monday, we had the fewest COVID deaths since March, just 224 COVID deaths in quotation marks in the entire country. And putting that into perspective, 7,500 people die every day on average in the United States. So, the coronavirus yesterday was a tiny pinprick of the overall deaths going on in the country. And for people who say, oh, it was a holiday, well, we had Memorial Day and we also had July 4th in all of those numbers, as well as Easter, Passover, everything else. And those are holidays and the numbers never went this low. The number of people hospitalized are close to hitting a low uh, in this country. And Uh, There continues to be a fairly rapid decline in the overall number of coronavirus cases out there. We had just 25,000 in the whole country, and that was the lowest number of new daily cases since June the 15th, I believe. So that's pretty wild to think about. All the way back to June the 15th was the last time we had this few of new daily cases that have been reported And again, there have been a lot of Sundays, a lot of holidays going on and all those numbers, all of this moving in a very positive direction. So I want to leave you with positivity. Sports are back. Can't wait to continue to discuss with you. Congrats to BYU on their big win, dominant performance on Monday Night Football. Thursday, NFL's back. Appreciate all of you. My name is Clay Travis. Thank you for spending your Tuesday with us. Go download the podcast. Make sure you don't miss a second of the show. This is Outkick the Coverage on Fox Sports Radio. Have fabulous Tuesdays. Go download the podcast now. Jason Whitlock and I. Spectacular conversation. Great show all around. Thank you, guys. Talk to you tomorrow.
0: Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific.
1: on Google Play or the App Store. Game on!
0: From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I
2: thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board.
1: This is Uncanny USA.
2: He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... (laughs)